So I'm so happy to have you here because this has been um, really difficult for me personally, not even professionally. How do you choose a supplement? You know, you read all these great things like biotin. Okay, everybody wants to have long, beautiful locks and you're like, okay, I'll take some biotin. Everything's going to happen. I take it. Nothing happens. You know, um, okay, so I know that's not where we're here, where it's all about you know perinatal education, but you get my drift. Like, how do we know what, how can we as consumers make the best decision when we're thinking about spending money on supplements? Okay. One thing I always recommend like, your healthcare providers are the people you should go to. I know a lot of times we look on TikTok and something works for one person, <laughs> or we see something on Instagram and you're like, I, I want to try it. But that may work for that person, but it may not be what you need for you. Um, all of us, we have, you know, different health conditions going on, different situations, even when we're not pregnant. So it's always good to let your healthcare provider know what vitamins you're considering. Do I need to take biotin right now? <laughs> you know, do I need, you know, more folic acid? Do I need, you know, more vitamin D? And they can provide guidance. They can get the labs for you. Um, and make sure that you're making an educated decision and not something that may not be in your best interest or at worst it could cause harm, but at least you're not um, wasting money on something that's not providing you any benefit. True, I agree. And of course, when you think about supplements, we're always standing on really good nutrition, mm -hmm. right? We're always saying um, that's, that's one of our pillars of health. So we have nutrition, we have exercise, we have other mental health things, but those are the two things that we're making sure that we stand upon mm -hmm. um, before we think about adding anything else. There's no magic yeah. pill, right? Even though we'd like yeah. to think so. Um, the are very expensive. They're very <laughs> It would be right great. Now. It would be great if I could just take <laughs> one pill. I mean, but how much would that pill cost, right? Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. Um, but no, you it's... You could not afford it. No. It could provide everything. No. But yeah, these vitamins, they're to supplement your diet. They're not... Uh, to replace a healthy diet. Uh, so we still need to try to eat as healthy as we can, a balanced diet as much as we can, and then the vitamins help with that, not to make sure that we're getting everything that we need to get from a vitamin. True, and even talking about the magic pill and how crazy that sounds, um, there's this 42-year-old millionaire, and he takes, and he's trying to get as healthy as possible. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know what his end goal is. <laughs> but he takes multiple sets of of supplements on a daily basis oh. so that if he could have afforded a magic pill um and it obviously doesn't exist mm -hmm. um but yes we're not looking for the holy grail we're just trying to be as healthy as we can be in our skin but we'll start with nutrition mm -hmm. um and then making the best choice so this is this is always and maybe you can you can educate me here like why wouldn't the fda like why wouldn't they move into supplements like i know it's a billion billion trillion dollar um business mm -hmm. right market so why wouldn't they regulate why wouldn't they say you know what judith this is how much folic acid is in this prenatal vitamin like why won't they do it for vitamins and supplements since it's something that's available through food these aren't new compounds that we're making they're usually considered relatively safe right so supplements they technically shouldn't require as stringent of monitoring or as we would like a blood pressure medication because for the blood pressure medication first it's a new compound usually we have to make sure that it's safe for animals or humans to ingest um, before we can put it on the market and say that this is what it does so 
getting a drug to market takes 10, 15, 20 plus years sometimes. But vitamins and supplements, we get them from our food. This is just something that's providing the same compound as a supplement um, for our diet. So, which is why it's easier for the vitamins and supplements to get to market. And they don't have as much regulation because these are things that we're technically already consuming. Right. Okay. Thank you for that. That's a really good uh, uh, explanation. Thanks. Um, and then, so if there's no FDA guarantee, then what do we do? Because I remember there was there was some, I won't say the company, but they had created their own line of vitamins. And there was, I think it was carrot dust in <laughs> whatever supplement, <laughs> except for the supplement that was supposed to have carrots. Mm-hmm. everything so it was just it was all dust oh you know meantime you're paying i don't know how much per bottle yeah um so what what do we do to make sure that the money we're spending is actually for something that's real that i mentioned earlier about the usp um you can they they also have a website that you can go on and see all of the vitamins that they have um approved on their website um and you can see the different components of it and make sure that you're getting something that's actually what you need. Because uh, right now, since there's not a lot of regulation, I could start a company. And Let's say do it. That I'm, I'm coming up with a vitamin. <laughs> and I could probably get something to market within like three months. Wow. Like and, a sour soap supplement or something. Yeah. And even the language around vitamins are different than around prescription drugs like if i'm coming out with a blood pressure medication i have to say it will help lower your blood pressure it will help your cardiovascular health um for vitamins they can't have any claims to cure or treat any diseases okay so they say things like promotes a healthy heart or promotes fetal development but they can't claim to treat anything and they can't claim to cure anything so that's something that the fda regulates up front that they can and can't do um but that still gives them a lot of room to (laughs) to maneuver around you know they can't make any hard claims so if nothing really works they never really claimed anything so if for instance i said you know i I took this prenatal Mm -hmm. and i have a child who is unfortunately you know born with spina bifida i'm on my own you're on your own you can't sue the vitamin company that i took this vitamin every day and it still didn't work because it didn't claim to treat prevent or cure anything it's to support a healthy heart or support fetal development but it never said that it could actually it wasn't a guarantee there were no promises made there were no no promises made made. ah thank you for that i didn't um okay so that's why it takes it's so quick for it to go to market but for drugs because they have to make those strong claims it takes 10 20 years to go to market because they have to prove that they actually do that vitamins don't necessarily have to prove that they do that okay that's concerning a little bit mm-hmm. um so what do we do then so i'm in the aisle in public walmart sedanos mm-hmm. wherever um when dixie okay so i'm i'm in that aisle and i'm inundated mm-hmm. you know you know how those aisles are especially in whole foods so you're like oh my goodness there's so much to choose from mm-hmm. what are your what are your recommendations what are your guidelines for me i always have an idea before i go to the pharmacy or the supermarket what i'm looking for um if i need a multivitamin for myself what exactly do i need want in it do i want vitamin c do i want iron how much iron and vitamin c do i need you know vitamin b so i have an idea of what i'm looking for before i go 
Um, also, I look at the label. Is this USP certified or verified? Am I getting a product that has some guarantee that it has like good manufacturing practices? What it says on the label is actually what is what's inside the label, what's inside the bottle. Um, and from there, I read the supplemental facts at the back. So I look at a lot of times we like to look at the front. It's like, oh, it says it plus vitamin C. Great. You know, and I put it in my cart. And then you look at it when you go home and it's like five milligrams of vitamin C. What's that going to do? Yeah, nothing. Um, so read the label at the back. Is this how much I need for my everyday? Am I looking for something, you know, do I have an iron deficiency? Is this enough iron in, in this? Or do I need to have a, a separate iron supplement so reading the supplemental facts it takes more time unfortunately but at least you know that the product that you're selecting has exactly what you need in that product okay um and that's the best way to, <laughs> to select a vitamin I um i i i looked at some of the companies um i so definitely were looking to make sure that as you said you can come up with a salsop Mm-hmm. Um, supplement, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, capsule or something. Um, but you want to make sure that there's a, a third party testing um, logo on mm-hmm. it. And then I saw that there were a few of them. There's NSF, mm-hmm. um, USP, BSCG, and Consumer Lab. And your favorite is? Usually, prefer, maybe it's because pharmacy products. <laughs> I'll take the, it. The United States Pharmacopeia. You know, it's like a pharmacy-related organization. Okay. So that's the one that we always learn about in pharmacy school, about, you know, making sure that it's something that's approved. Okay. Because we know for a fact what goes into it and how um, they make sure that it actually does break down in the body, that this is something that does contain all these ingredients. Um, and you can probably go to the websites of all those organizations because the United States Pharmacopoeia, they have their own websites and they let you know, like, what they look for in a vitamin. So you can probably look at those different organizations and see what aligns with you like how do they test for all these things what do i can they tell you doc for? right now that i it's probably highly unlikely <laughs> that i'm going to do that you know but i mean i trust nerd, you so went I, to, you, yeah. you you know i mean i love that about you you went to uf you went to musa you know you went ahead you're doing all these difficult uh, additional board certifications so i'm trusting your knowledge to say yeah. if i see these three letters here, USP, <laughs> right? USP. Um, that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think I'm going to go looking. <laughs> go to um, but I will include yeah. the website. I'll, use, I'll just include USP. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know yeah. you have no, you're not getting any kind of financial. At all. No, <laughs> I, I mean, hey, they don't we're here. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, we're not, we're not doing it for that reason. So we can trust. Okay. Yeah. And your community pharmacist is always a great resource. Like if you have a question about a vitamin or like, is this a good one? I, I've heard that the vitamins need to be certified by someone. Is this something that is, they can help you read the labeling to make sure that you're getting the right product and that you're getting what you want to out of the product. So always use your community pharmacist as a resource as well. Can I play devil's advocate? <laughs> so what if what if your community pharmacist is working for a big brand mm-hmm. and they also have vitamins? So I, I, do you think that um, they'd be able to be transparent about their recommendation? I believe they, they are. Because okay. we don't make a commission. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if we sell, you know, the <laughs> pharmacy's brand versus our brand, you know, like, we don't get any type of additional pay compensation if we do that. Uh, so usually... So we can trust? Yes. Okay. Yes. We're, we're still on the healthcare provider side, not on the sales side. I love it. So they still want to make sure that you're getting the right product for you. 
Okay. So I'll take that. I'll definitely go into like, you know, the little corner <laughs> area there and be like, oh my gosh, can I please take XYZ and that? Okay. Okay. Like if something's going to save you money, they will find like, you know, even if it's, I've had pharmacists who even if it's the store brand, they'll be like, actually the nature's made one is on sale. You can get two bottles of that <laughs> instead of getting ours. So I would recommend you get that one. So I've had pharmacists who they recommend the product that's not from theirs you know brand um so they can sleep well at night yeah yeah and help the customer because you know like if it can save you a little money and you know improve your your health without having to spend an exorbitant exorbitant amount of money for it they definitely want to help and that's something that i really wanted to highlight too like i've experienced that um at my own pharmacy and and it's a it's a i guess big chain pharmacy and uh, they're like oh my god do you have any cards like how can we reduce this cost for you <laughs> i'm like you don't have to do that you know so i appreciate you trying to save me um because especially now with inflation any dollar we can save we'll do it yeah you know the last time I went to pick up my prescription, the pharmacist was like, this says it's $6. Let me see. Let me just run something else. <laughs> and she's like, there, a dollar. I love it. I love and it. I'm like, thank you. I could have paid the six, but thank you. Yeah. And I, what I love too is that, what's that hidden thing? Because it, like <laughs> what is that hidden typing that's going on? Like, I don't know what you're doing, but you know, whatever. I love it. It's magic. I love it. magic. magic. Yeah. I love it. I'll take it. Um, and then, yeah, so I definitely, I got your recommendation. USP all the way. Um, and then you sort of you sort of touched on this and I wanted to stress a little bit about the batching like you know mm-hmm. you, you, I don't know if you've you've had like well I'll give you an example like you go to somewhere and you're like okay this is the jerk chicken it was awesome on Monday <laughs> you go on Friday and you're like what what happened here where's that cook because mm-hmm. this is not it mm-hmm. and so that's sort of what you're describing right yes okay tell me in a little bit more detail if companies aren't necessarily regulated um, you could have one batch of a product that has, you know, what it says. Like it could have all the vitamins as it's listed, but you could have another batch that may be inconsistent. Like they left out the folic acid. They said that there's choline in there, and there's nothing <laughs> in there. So like you have the USP who they do test different batches of different products to make sure that it's consistent. Is that random? Um, like are they just like pulling off of um, shelves or? They tested at the facility and i do believe they do more post um, marketing testing as well okay okay um, to make sure that which is awesome yeah to make sure what's in there is actually what it says okay um, that is consistent Uh, because a lot of times we just have to trust that what the companies say it's there is there you know um and if someone isn't ensuring that that's actually happening we would hope that they would still be honest with consumers, but that's not always the case, unfortunately. True, true. Uh, so and it's, it's, a, it's a lot of honesty needed with, mm-hmm. with this kind of market because face, we don't have FDA protection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, so we're putting a lot in, in USP's hands or whichever third party. So it's, yeah. it becomes really crucial. And again, not all vitamins have to do that. They can elect to, you know, because it adds more credibility to their brand. But some may not like Mm. a lot of vitamins and supplements that are advertised online. Like when I look into them, I'm like, who is looking at this? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so just uh, one more. So can you report somebody to the FDA? Like, can you can you like, for instance, if if there's no they're not even trying to get a third party. Right. And then they're they're making a claim like a broad Mm -hmm. claim and uh, patients are being negatively impacted. Can you 
tell on them? Can you tell the FDA? You can report okay. it, especially if they're using language that's that they're not supposed to be using. Usually the FDA checks those labels before they go to market because okay. they can't claim to cure or treat or do any of those things. And if they have a product that is claiming to cure or treat, the FDA would take your complaints and you can and they would look into it. Okay. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that <laughs> we just, you know, have this wild supplement market going on. Yeah, because, um, but, but I, th- I think a lot of companies are very conscientious about um, the language that they use because they don't want to get sued. True, true. <laughs> So they don't want to say that 100% guarantee that this will happen and it not, because then, you know, they're opening up themselves for lawsuits. It's true. But if it's a safety concern, if it's a claim concern, you can go to the FDA with your concerns and um, and they will look into, is this a good consumer practice or is this something that we need to look into taking off of the market? One other question for you, like from a, a international perspective, is there a, like a, a body that's doing third party testing? Like the four groups I found, are those US-based? Those are all US-based, correct? Yes. Okay, so there's no like worldwide group. I feel like I don't know of any worldwide group. Different countries may have their own organizations, um, but then they have different criteria, different laws. So you're not sure if you buy a supplement from the United Kingdom, if it has the same, um, you know, assessment, even if they have their own governing body to do this, if it's the same thing as here. So I'm not sure how international markets, how they assess their like the iron wine that you were talking about or um what's the, what's the name of that brand that sold uh all throughout the caribbean seven seat seven uh you know what i'm talking about right i, th- I don't remember with the, the ships name. it's yellow so i was just okay i yeah. just you know and some of the supplements we get from like the uk right. and from different so they may have their own governing bodies that assess those things there and we are just not privy to, perhaps. But I'm not too sure how they do that in international markets. So that's another thing to be careful of. Because now it's you can buy things on Amazon and it's coming from, you know, wherever to make sure that you're getting something that, you know, there is some credibility behind it. Okay, that's a really good point, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Seven Seas, I think. But I don't, don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> Okay, and then the product doesn't contain any undeclared ingredients. So that's really important to, um, I, I know you get it on a Sunday, yeah. you know, an FDA, like they send out, um, you know, all the things that have been recalled because there's mm-hmm. some um, because there's something in there component that shouldn't. That shouldn't. Be, or a lot of times it's a contaminant that's not like anticipated or expected for, but maybe there's something that was wrong with a certain shipment or a certain product and something went into a product that wasn't supposed to be but that's another thing that the 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 third party organizations check for um, cuz some of those things can be harmful correct at minimum they could be you know not non toxic like maybe it's not supposed to have lactulose but it has but if you're lactose intolerant yeah. that can be significant yes. um you're not going to forget that you're not going to forget <laughs> But at worst, it could have something like a contamination from equipment. Was it, you know, do they have like bacteria or fungus or something growing in the area where the medications are being processed or prepared that got into the product? Or is this some component that, you know, was altered somewhere in the preparation that is not supposed to be? Okay. 
Um, all right. And then, so if we had to look at a, a synopsis for major concerns, right? Mm-hmm. One was toxicity with high doses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you covered that, especially with vitamin A, right? Yes. And a lot of the fat-soluble vitamins, a lot of the water-soluble vitamins like vitamin C, we, you know, we, our body gets rid of the excess pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But the fat-soluble vitamins, like vitamin A is a fat-soluble vitamin, sometimes those can be toxic at higher levels. So if you're, we get some from our food and you're taking two to three times more of the vitamins than you should, then you could possibly be um, exposing yourself and your baby to something that's possibly harmful. And it can cause like um, CNS defects and cardiovascular defects, which we don't want, especially when you're doing this to provide better care for your baby. Um, So just make sure that you're looking at the supplemental facts to to see what the serving size is. Is it one tablet? Is it two? And take what is recommended and only going above and beyond if that's what your prescriber wants from you. Correct. Um, Not taking that upon yourself and saying, you know what? I think I need more of this, yeah. so let me go ahead and take one more. tab. Is good, two is great. Yeah, yeah, because you may mean well, but it could be causing more harm than good. And then, well, side effects. Um, there's always a chance for side effects. You know, mm-hmm. uh, drug interactions. It may have no effect, like ashwagandha that I told you about. It's like this is not making me chill. <laughs> um, and then vegan, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have to make sure that they're certified. Yes, and. You have um, organizations that certify that a product is vegan or, and usually it's not necessarily the vitamin itself, it's usually the excipients in there that help to bind the tablet or the capsule that is, may come from an animal product or something. Uh, Except with like fish oil and things like that, those are animal products. But you do have organizations that do that as well to make sure that what the claim that's on the label is actually something that's true. Right. You definitely, you know, that would be offensive if you're taking something yeah. and you end up, it ends up being an animal product and you're a vegan. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. not even vegetarian, but a vegan. <laughs> um, and then allergic reactions. I saw that, but um, I think they're, they they test for eight, eight of the major allergens. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is under the Food Allergen Labeling Consumer Protection Act. Yes. Okay. Especially for consumers who have like soy allergies, nut allergies, um, and also they've checked because sometimes you have different products being made in the same facility. Like does that product over there have nuts and it's contaminating this product? So those are some other things to look into because you don't want to cause harm to someone who has a very strict allergy, like something that can cause them to not be able to breathe. Correct. Um, and Take this vitamin with an EpiPen. Like. Yeah. <laughs> So they make sure that you don't have those types of contaminants as well. Because a lot of our patients, they may have allergies to peanuts, allergies to soy. And sometimes those are used in the binders of different pill products and different supplements. So that's something that's checked for as well. And how do you know? So is this standard? Okay, so I don't have to look for something separate on this bottle that says... Sometimes at the back, like how you would see with food ingredients, you'll see like this product does not contain soy or okay. it does not contain peanuts. Or sometimes they will tell you like this was produced in a facility that does, you know, make peanut products and XYZ. So, so definitely turning around the label, as you said, mm-hmm. I must do it. Yes. I must review. And okay. Review, especially if you know that you have an allergy. Um, like my, I have an aunt who she has peanut allergies <laughs> and she reads everything with a fine tooth comb because she, her 
face swells and her mm-hmm. throat closes mm-hmm. up if she eats peanuts. Mm-hmm. So for her, she's very strict with reading everything. And she checks her That's vitamin smart. and supplements, her food products. So even if something's not made with peanuts, is it made in a facility that does produce other um, peanut products? So if you know that you have an allergy going in, it's always good to read the labeling to make sure okay. that it's safe for you. That's really good advice. That's really good <laughs> advice. Um, and then, you know, our pro tips, right? Mm-hmm. What are our pro tips when it comes to supplementation? One, you know, we're, we're standing up on a healthy diet. Mm-hmm. That comes first. Um, in fact, I think they did a study and they looked at um, if, you're, if you have... A really good diet and you're taking supplements then it was cardioprotective mm-hmm. but if you were just taking supplements there was no impact yes you know so it's really crucial that we're doing both yeah because the supplements are like if you need say you need a thousand micrograms of folic acid per day the supplement may have 400 to 600 micrograms so the they're expecting that the rest of that is coming from your diet so it can't replace a good diet it's always a good um, addition but we have to try to make sure that we're eating a balanced diet as well, even with the cost of groceries. Even with the cost <laughs> of groceries, I know. I had some sticker shock the other day. Like I bought um, two loaves of whole wheat bread and it was almost $10. Oh my gosh. Almost $10. I was like, it's better be the best tasting bread ever. <laughs> I actually thought about, do I need flour? What is a flour? Water? What else do you yeah. need? Yeast? And then I, I reconsidered. And then I paid. <laughs> I just, but you know what I mean. It makes yeah. me make different kinds of decisions. Like, um, I've mm. seen them say the price. I'm like, are you sure? Like, yeah. what? What is in these two bags of things that I got? That's eighty dollars. Exactly. And then, well, I'm, yeah. I'm not even going to talk about Target. Like, mm. you get in there, and it's like, okay, here's here's my card. You know. Yeah. But the cost, the cost, especially when you you when you decide to intentionally eat better mm-hmm. and you make those decisions, as you say, like you do the perimeter shopping yeah. and you ignore the middle, it, it becomes serious really quickly. It does. Um, it does. Like the, the vegetables cost a lot and then they go bad quickly. Yes. So, so you must, you're forced, you're locked <laughs> in. It's like a contract. And like, <laughs> I yeah. must eat this banana, these bananas this week. Yeah. You, know? you bought like a microwavable dinner with a lot of sodium, it would, it would last forever, you know, and it's cheap, but that's not necessarily the best choice for you. I actually so. I had a cookie that was given to us one time for Nurses Week. Oh. And it was, it was not, it was like, I don't know where they got the cookie, but it had that like really hard like icing on it. Yeah. And so I, I hung it up in my <laughs> cubicle, right? And it did not degrade. Oh. For five years, it did not degrade. Wow. So can you imagine what it that does in your body? It could have survived <laughs> the apocalypse. It's there with the cockroaches. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, like, really, you know? And there's my banana, too. How are you brown already? Like, I bought you yesterday. And you think too hard and the avocado goes I know. <laughs> the I can't even. I love them, but I mean, you yeah. know, you have to eat a whole one. But um, it's worth, those sacrifices are worth it for the long yeah. game. Yeah. But it's, it's you, we have to do a lot more thinking now about how we spend our money. If we have money to spend. That is true. You know. And you have to be more creative with your shopping. Like for me, I know sometimes it's easier just to go to Publix and buy everything. But if I go to like, you know, several different places, I'm yeah. get it cheaper at Trader Joe's here. Yes. Here. Um, I could probably cut down the cost significantly. Um, but yeah, sometimes we just have to like find the better deals yeah. and do our best because it's 
an investment in the long run. Correct. It may seem cheap up front to get the unhealthy meal. Yeah, McDonald's no. is always cheap, no matter yeah. what the economy is. Yeah. But, but why? Anyway. In the long... <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> but in the long run, you know, like each meal is an investment in your health. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We should, that's tweetable. Like, <laughs> each meal is an invest. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's a choice you make with each meal that you eat. Like, is this going to make me better? Or am I doing something that's going to cause harm? And every now and then, it's okay to treat yourself. But when you think of it that way, I find that I make more good decisions than bad. Yeah, that's really, I'm, I'm going to use that. Not tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. That, that awareness of the choices you make before you put it in your mouth type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, and you're right. Like, I love blueberries. Mm-hmm. And so I have to drive. I have to be really conscious. And if I see, like, buy one, get one free type, which is yeah. hardly ever, <laughs> um, then I try to do that because I know that I'm making a really wise decision for my health mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, how many ever chocolate bars, you yeah. know? So. Yeah. And you feel good after a while, you know, like it, you feel better, you make better. And it's, it's like a, it, an effect that builds on itself. The better you make decisions, the more likely you are to make good decisions. Correct. So once you start making the choices of a healthy lifestyle, it becomes easier. But sometimes it's just taking those initial steps. That's the hardest part. Like before I started working out at Orange Theory, mm-hmm. like the thought of exercise, I'm like, oh, you know what, that, <laughs> it, it's just too much. And now without thinking about it, I have my schedule, I get up and go, and it's not something that I think too hard or, you know, wallow over like I did before. I just get up and go, I come back, I feel better, you know, and I move on with the rest of my day. Correct. It's a so small It's a part of my life. Like I actually, mm-hmm. I, I can't, I get to a point where I can't think as well. Mm-hmm. If I, if I, if I'm not, and I hate the, tre- as you know, I hate the treadmill, <laughs> but I, I need it so that I can process yeah. You know, it's it, it's become part of my construct, how I live my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, too, like, to circle back at that, like, when I was waking out, like, 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat real. Because I know what it took to burn those 500 calories. Yeah. Then now, every the rest of the day, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have some nuts. Or mm-hmm. I'm going to do something. Like, I'm, all my decisions are tied into the fact that I made this huge, major healthcare decision first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um, I find that when I work out in the afternoon, I've already done damage, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm compensating. Well, I know I'm going to work out. Yeah. So I can have, it's always chocolate. I'm going to have this one piece of chocolate, you know? Um, so you're right. Like starting off your day, really being conscious about it. And I love that. I love what you said. Yeah. You know, this is a decision for my health. What I'm going to do, you know? Like when I think of it like that, because in the hospital, you know, the units always have food. <laughs> They're always celebrating something. Someone's family member is always bringing in donuts. That's true. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, like, they'll be like, oh, we have donuts in the break room. Nope. But I know yeah. my, because I made my decisions. I cooked, I packed, I prepared. You know, now I just have to, like, execute the plan that I came up with before. True. So, it just, it takes a while to get into. But once you make that decision to better your health, trust me, it's worth it. You'll feel it. Um, and it's an investment in the long run. Short term, the donuts may be nice. Yes, agree. <laughs> but long term, um, you don't feel good either. Like no. you end up with this brain fog, like uh, you know. But yeah, or you haven't eaten sweets or, or you know, fried foods in a while, and you're just sitting like, ugh. Yeah. For the rest of the day. Yeah, I can't. Like you know that whole that whole 
Thanksgiving into Christmas, mm-hmm. and it's and then it, I'm like, why am I swollen? Like, why are my hands all? It's all that sodium. I'm not accustomed to eating like that anymore, yeah. you know. But when I'm respectful, when I'm respectful to my body, and I'm like, let me have an apple on my way to the gym, mm-hmm. it sets the tone for the rest of the day. Am I gonna have salmon or am I gonna have this burger? Gonna have the salmon, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas if I'm chill, if I cheat first thing in the morning, if I'm having a pancake. <laughs> The rest of the day, at least for me, yeah. the rest of my day is gone. Yeah. So that happens to me too. Like I like to eat like protein rich, rich foods up front and then I'm more full the rest of the day and it gives me less temptation. Like the sweets don't seem as tempting. Cause That's I'm like, that choline working <laughs> in those egg yolks. <laughs> I eat like my boiled eggs, you know, and, and yogurt and the rest of the day I'm like, oh. and if I eat high sugary foods in the morning, I crave it for the rest All of the day. day. All day. I'm a slave to the sugar. I want to be a slave. I don't. I don't. I have a really big sweet tooth. So, like, if I don't indulge it at the beginning, I can be fine the rest of the day. Yeah. But once I start, eh, you know, a donut isn't too bad. Then it's the cookie. Then, you know, I need something sweet after I eat. Lunch. Exactly. Exactly. Well, but if I'm thinking about, if I'm having this cookie, what is, how is this impacting seven-year-old Judith? Mm-hmm fine mm-hmm. you know but if i'm just eating it thinking about tomorrow then it's not it's not powerful enough mm-hmm. for sentiment and that's so. how i think about exercise as well you know like i go to orange here cardiovascular health um i try to lift weight and build muscle because i know 70 year old me when i'm losing muscle the fact that i invested in building muscle at my age is going to help me later on and it's the same thing with like vitamins in pregnancy and making sure that you do the work up front i love the circle back love the circle back (laughs) love that like you're (laughs) investing in the health of your baby and this is not just the health in these nine months it's like how your baby is going to function and perform for the next years of his life or her life you know so and you have to think about postpartum forever mm-hmm. that your fourth trimester is never ending that's how i think about it now so it's mm-hmm. like how do i and you saw me during my last pregnancy i mean i was lifting, lifting weights more than me. <laughs> <laughs> i was running i'm like listen you know i am pregnant with you and i know that doing this is the best thing possible for you mm-hmm. and i want to be around to take care of you yeah. you know so and i think the mindset is different with pregnancies that I see now versus when I was younger because a lot of times it'd be like oh the woman needs to sit down put her feet up you know don't 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 lift not even grocery bags or anything Mm -mm. because when I was when I grew up I thought that you couldn't do all those things when you're pregnant but now I see like moms running marathons and like if you were doing it before guys (laughs) and we have a disclaimer but go ahead (laughs) people who are athletes they don't not do anything like Serena Williams was not she Chilling. won like tennis tournaments yeah. when she was pregnant. Yeah. Like those are things that I didn't hear about when I was like ten years old. You didn't know it was a thing. But she won like big grand slams. Yeah. It's it it's a different I guess a different generation and a shift in mindset as to like what pregnancy is and how you can navigate pregnancy now. True. Things you can do as a woman now. Yeah, and things that we have to do, especially yeah. when we're thinking about some of the negative impacts with maternal death and everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you have to you have to know that this is one of the most dangerous times of your life, yeah. right? Entering pregnancy, as a woman of color. especially as a woman of color, it's three times. I'm so sick of those stats. Like, yeah. if I'm if I'm so honest with you, yeah. like I was reading this week, um, and I know this is off the topic of supplements. That um, overall, 
um, infant mortality increased, mm-hmm. but it's twice as bad for, for black infants. They're like, is it SIDS? What, you know, what could it be? Does it yeah. have to do with the bed? Whatever. And I'm just like, when, when would it be that across the board, it, it was, it was bad. And let's yeah. all come together to, to figure it out as opposed to here are the pockets need the most attention. Oh, let me guess. It's all the same people, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's always so, so discouraging because, and a lot of times they'll say, oh, it must be socioeconomic status. And even when they correct for that, the statistics are always worse. Correct. So then it's not that. Correct. So, so what do we do then? I know. How do we fix it then? Yeah. So. It, it will take, I, I know that it will take years. Mm-hmm. I know that it will take years. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be part of the change. Um, the change. <laughs> I am. I'm part of that be the change thing. Um, yeah. Because I, like I, I, I've shared before, like I had preeclampsia. And I'm like, this is not going to happen to me again. Mm-hmm. You know, I made that decision. I was conscien- conscientious about the healthcare providers that were on my team. And they didn't all look like me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that's the answer necessarily as mm-hmm. well. I just wanted to make sure that they cared, cared that I survived and yeah. thrived. And, is, you know, I'm available to take care of, of my people, you know, so. Because I know for a lot of me and a lot of my friends, because a lot of times when you work on your profession, you end up having kids later in life and then it becomes more intimidating in some ways mm-hmm. because, you know, the different um health challenges you have like being you know pregnant and older age so it's always good to see examples of like this can be done it can be done in a healthy way you can build a team of healthcare providers who will advocate for you you can you know invest in your health in a way that will make sure that or at least improve your outcomes because it's Sometimes it's hard to find those examples if you don't look for it, especially when you're having children older or you're a person of color and the statistics are kind of scary. Correct. So, yeah. And in, a man- in many ways, it's a mindset thing, right? So I knew that like one day I would read my history that the person who they are going to see across from them is not going to match it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I remember they were doing testing, Down syndrome, like all the usual testing because I'm advanced maternal age and everything else. And... I was like, yeah, I know what I know what the book says, but I know what my result will be mm-hmm. because I'm going to be an active patient. I'm going to do the, what I need to do mm-hmm. um, so that I can take care of that. That was my that was my sole focus. One, not to put on a lot of weight. Right. Yeah. And two, um, just my sole focus was being as healthy as I could, mm-hmm. as rapidly as I could mm-hmm. after the fact, you know. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. Like when you mentioned the weight, I remember always hearing like you're eating for two. So you'd think that, oh, you know, I can eat all these things. And it wasn't a focus on eating nutritious foods. It's like... This I, is I your just, time, yeah. right? You can, like, go empanadas <laughs> all day. You don't have to suck the stomach in anymore. No, you no. know, it's, it's going to be loose. out. So. And the tent, it was like, you're wearing a tent anyway, which I hated. I never wore that maternity stuff. <laughs> that was not for me. I was like, everything's going to be full. You're going to look at my belly and be like, yeah, you know? Yeah. And even in the UK, they've changed that language. Oh, really? So they're like, you don't need extra calories until your third trimester. Oh, that wow. was new for me. Because here it's like 300 to 500 calories more per day, mm-hmm. considering that an apple is 300 calories. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, that's how I'd frame like it when I was talking snack. to patients. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying you can have whatever you want. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not saying you can have whatever you want. But for the UK to say, actually, it's only in your third trimester when baby's bulking up, then you can have a little bit something more. Yeah. You know, that's so, interesting. That's interesting. I yeah. thought so too. 
Um, but that is not, you know, a U.S. recommendation. So yeah. we'll stick with, because of where we are, we'll stick with the U.S. recommendation. Yeah, but it's it's good to put things in perspective because a lot of times we are like, Psh, we can eat it all, you know, like yeah. this and this. I don't have to choose. I'm no. eating for two. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> one cookie for you, one piece of cake for mommy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not doing yeah. that. We're going to walk. And we're going to run if you can. And if you're doing that before safely, mm-hmm. I have to do all these, you know, disclaimers yeah. and lift. Like, don't try to run in a marathon and you've never done it before. Exactly. But now, the day time. one. I'm pregnant today. Okay. <laughs> I have two lines today. Today. I'm signing up for my. <laughs> I'm going to do, you know, hit training every day. No, no that's no. not what we're saying, no. you know, but by all means walk. Yeah. You like know, a, they say like a body in motion stays in motion. Correct. So if you've always been in motion, don't think that you have to slow down or stop exercising or you know being active because you're pregnant you may have to make adjustments and modifications but you don't have to stop completely and i actually saw that you can make cardio cardio gains during pregnancy oh really yeah i don't suggest you try i'm just saying (laughs) i read that and i was like i accept (laughs) i accept the challenge (laughs) okay let's let's go back to our pro tips you know um so healthy diet we want to make sure that it's third party approved USP mm-hmm. all the way, right? Yes. Yeah, that's okay, <laughs> fine. Um, recommended amount of, and then the recommended amount, you, we stress that. Um, stay within the guidelines. Who makes those? The, the RDIs. Who, who who makes the, the recommended diet? Uh, what is it? Recommended yeah. dose. Who does that? Those are like dietitian and dietary organizations recommended dosing of um, for different age groups, for pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of times the recommended amount it depends on what's going on with you like if you're less than 19 years old your recommendation may be different than if you're older like if you're pregnant it will be different than when you're not pregnant okay so those dietary organizations make those recommendations on the nutritional supplements okay okay and we can trust them yeah we're going with them okay like studied and trained and science-based good science science-based evidence-based, evidence-based. we yeah. want that and they also that you can confirm with like the american college of gynecology and obstetrics because they also have recommendations for how much of each vitamin or supplement of sub uh, you need during pregnancy and sometimes and that should correspond and that should correspond yeah mm-hmm. okay um and of course always circle back to your healthcare provider mm-hmm. so i wanted to thank you oh my goodness for your wealth for your wealth of knowledge <laughs> i appreciate it so much Glad I could help. um yeah i mean i i enjoyed this i always enjoy when i have someone because i'm not like <laughs> robotically just going through scientific facts um but you know i gained a lot and i wanted to thank you for that um, and then I wanted to know, can you, would you talk to us about aspirin in pregnancy? Sure. Pretty yeah. please. Thank you. Yeah, definitely good. <laughs> I usually see it in my cardiovascular patients. But awesome. <laughs> awesome. Okay, good. Talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay, great. And then next week we do something much lighter. We're doing Beauty and the Beast of Pregnancy. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm doing <laughs> that with my friend Yvette Gutierrez. And she's going to let us know all about skin and what should we do. And, you know, because you really, you can what feel like a beast. Safe exactly what ingredients are safe do i need to avoid salicylic acid but if that's the only thing that works in my face why am i so pimply like you know like all those things um that that you go through what about what am i gonna have stretch marks forever it's not just a fact of life (laughs) you know the things that we (laughs) the things that pass through the important things that you know pass through your mind i have my folic acid thank you i took my prenatals now i care about about my skin exactly (laughs) and now my hair is longer and fuller Mm -hmm. am i going to keep that after i've had the baby like those kinds of things Mm -hmm. so but thanks again
I'll definitely tune in next week. Thank you. So you're going to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe? Definitely. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Alrighty. Have a good one. You too. So the FDA does regulate vitamins and supplements, but most of their evaluation is after it hits the market if it's not a new product. For example, vitamin C. If I were to come out with my own vitamin C product, the FDA wouldn't be performing extensive testing or anything before it hits the market because vitamin C is a common vitamin that's been done before. They do take legal action against the manufacturer of a product if it's misbranded or adultered. And if this is a new dietary ingredient, so if I were to come out with a dietary supplement that has not been done before, I would have to provide notification to the FDA at least 75 days before it is put on the market and provide some information behind it and its safety. But in other cases, the FDA mainly does post-marketing surveillance. And with the volume of dietary supplements that are introduced to the market, it would be difficult for them to do it any other way.